Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family, love, and relationships. I am your host for this podcast, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am thrilled to introduce today's guest, Hannah Lee, who will be talking with us about the power of social media as a resource for parents. So Hannah, it's such a pleasure to have you. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Manley. It's an honor to be here with you. So, well, thank you for that. So when I look at what you do, which is you're a mom first and foremost, and you're also a content creator. Can you tell me a little bit about both parts of of your life, the mom piece, and then the content creator piece? Absolutely. So I I have two boys and I became a mother, a stay-at-home mother back in 2016. We lived in the city of Chicago. I was the, the first of my friends to have a baby. And I had plenty of experience in childcare because I did some nannying. I'm a former teacher and former nanny, but I had no idea what the transition to motherhood would be like. And I hadn't, I didn't have any community, any sort of motherhood community. There was nobody around me who could relate to my current situation, my emotions, my challenges. And there was nobody physically around me to meet up during the day. When I was available, everyone I knew was working traditional hours. So I was isolated at home. And so I tried to join a local Facebook support group. And I was actually kicked out of the Facebook group within two weeks because I mentioned in a comment on a post made by an exhausted, desperate mother, I mentioned the phrase sleep training. I, I said, you could all, maybe you could talk to your doctor about sleep training. And that was a flag word. And I got kicked out of the group and oh my. message sent to me that I was the devil for, for, you know, torturing my child by exposing them to sleep training. And just for a new, you know, a new isolated mother to be trying to find support and then to be turned away for something like that. It was a difficult experience. I'm so so sorry. Thank you. But, but it, it gave me fuel and fire to like, that wasn't okay. And there's, there's a need in our world, I think for something to help mothers build community, especially right now, because we're in a pandemic still so that's where that's where this Instagram has come from for me, the content creator part, um, the mother first. And I have now recently dived into this new hobby slash maybe someday it could be a real thing because I'm finding so much there that I didn't realize was there. But that's how this uh, Instagram page was born as a it was a creative it's a creative outlet for me. And it's also an intentionally created safe positive community for, and not just stay-at-home moms. I'm a stay-at-home mom. And I my page is called Survival of the Stay-at-Home Mom because it was born out of this difficult struggle to find support. It's how I got through. It's how I overcame that was by finding virtual 
virtual community at first. So to backtrack a, a little bit back to trying to find community as a new mom, I, I then secondly found this app called Peanut, which is sort of like a dating app, but it's for mothers finding communities, which is really cool. So the app actually connected me with a handful of local moms who had kids around my kid's age, my baby's age at that point. And we met up, we got to know each other and we built, we built a real true community. And then, and it was wonderful. It's, it was a game changer for my mental health. Uh, it was everything I needed. I think it's everything that all moms need. And we then moved and the pandemic hit. And then, and then all my friends started having babies in the pandemic. And I, my heart went out to them because I remembered what it was like when I transitioned into motherhood and how isolating and challenging it was. And I, and I knew that some of them were going to experience that, but not only that, they're now going to experience that in a pandemic where they can't do the things that I did. They can't go find a local community and have play dates and go to music class together and build those connections. That's not really a safe choice for them at the moment. And I couldn't also go support them the way that I wanted to. I couldn't show up at their house with a casserole or look them in the eye and see how they're doing and hold the baby while they take a shower. Those were not things that I could do for them. And so instead I made an Instagram page where I try to create the support for all these new moms in a pandemic in a fun way that also sort of gives me a creative outlet because the content creation part, you know, we make videos um, of the different things, the different hands-on learning play activities we do and book reviews and things that are fun for me. It's so sort of my boxes. That is so fabulous that you took this really hurtful experience. And, you know, my heart is with you. People online can be, that's a podcast of its own, isn't it? Where yeah. people online can be absolutely cruel to other people. And here you are in this fragile, isolated state. You are reaching out for support only to be rebuffed and isolated all the more. And instead of, you know, going and curling up in in a dark hole you chose to be very courageous and you started your own way of connecting with other people and what an inspiration for all these stay-at-home moms and you know not stay-at-home moms who feel so isolated in today's world yes especially right now the 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 isolation is just sort of a land that we all live in especially for the people who aren't working in an office and who are following COVID safety protocols. And it's just complicated. Absolutely. And so when you look at, let's talk about content creation for a minute. When we hear that term, and I know yours is specific to, to mothering and parenting, where does content creation come from? Is that, you know, do you stay awake at night thinking about what to create next? No. So that's a great question because I, these are just, because I'm at home with two boys all the time, I had to sort of pull out all the tricks that I had up my sleeve as a former teacher and former nanny. I have ideas for, I'm like, we're all good at different things. I am 
a disaster in the kitchen, but I can walk into somebody's room and probably pick out 10 random items and figure out a way to entertain a toddler and teach them something. I can sort of pull those things together pretty quickly. And I find that fun. And so those are the types of things that I was doing with my boys is just finding quick, what can I do with this cardboard box that's sitting here to keep them engaged for a half an hour. So maybe I could get the dishes done. And then Hey, we just started sharing those ideas because I thought, what can I contribute? How can I create support for this community? Well, this is, this is what I'm good at. I'm not good at a lot of things, but this is what I'm good at. So maybe I could help another mom who's really good at a million other things, but who struggles and gets overwhelmed with how am I going to entertain these children all day in this room on a cold winter's day and we're isolated from a COVID quarantine or something that maybe I could provide some of those ideas since we're doing all these things anyway. So I just, I get to just, you know, I'm hanging out with my boys and we're doing activities and we're learning and I just take videos of it. And then when they're napping or sleeping at night, I get to play around with the video real creation stuff and edit the videos and all that fun stuff. And then, uh, so do you do all of the work yourself? Yes. Yeah. It's just my little Instagram page. Well, it's, and how many followers do you have? That's a good question. I should have written that down. <laughs> oh, ballpark is good. They're a little over 3000, I think. That is so fabulous. When you think about it, you are reaching 3000 formerly isolated individuals who now have someone to turn to because you're right. There's a certain wizardry in being able to walk into a room, spy 10 items. I couldn't do this, mind you. I'd be, I'd be running the other way. I, <laughs> but you can walk into the room, find the 10 items and put them together and create an activity. Isn't that amazing? Especially in a world where many people, and there's no judgment here, but many people will tend to, you know, put a, give a child a video or a computer and say, okay, here, keep yourself busy. This is good. And there's a time and a place for that. And you're giving a really creative alternative or many creative alternatives to that. Yes, totally. And I, and I think, I think there's so many people who've been put in unexpected situations recently, like working moms who are now actually still working moms, but are also watching their child at home. And maybe they didn't have that need before, but now if, unless they're going to stick the child in front of the TV for the entire day, every day that you, you they're going to need some ideas. And that's a lot to be on top of also working, figuring out how you're going to occupy the children. And so I just thought that's something, that's something I could contribute. And then I, I also value Instagram, which it sounds silly because I, my, one of the big points that I have is social media gets a bad rap and oh my gosh, you're on Instagram again, but it is also like, there's so much value hidden deep in there that a lot of people maybe don't know about or don't realize because I also, in a, aside from sharing the little simple ideas I have that I think potentially could be helpful to somebody. I'm finding so many inspirational people on Instagram. You know, I, I'm following occupational therapists and parenting specialists and nutritionists. And so there's a wealth of information in perfectly bite-sized chunks, which is just right for us moms. Well, and I love that piece, how you're seeing, and you're right, many people give a blanket statement and say social media is 
bad, right? We, mm-hmm. we should steer clear of social media. And like everything or most things in life, there's a, a light side and a shadow side. And you're really finding the light side of social media where if you pick and choose the content wisely, you can find, you know, the, the, the golden nuggets in there. Yes, exactly. You can curate your own space there. Follow the people that you want to follow and, you know, create the space you want it to be a positive, uplifting place where we can learn and create community, ask each other questions. Yeah. And I love how you come back to that piece now and again, the importance of creating community, because in, in Familius, you know, the, who sponsors this podcast, we have the nine habits of a healthy family, which are love together, play together, learn together, work together, talk together, heal together, read together, eat together, laugh together. And the together, of course, is the community. And it sounds as if the work you do brings those, you know, healthy habits and core values in in a way that people can really play together and learn together and be together even through an online forum. Yes, that's that is what I hope. That is what well, I hope. it sounds like you're accomplishing it magnificently. So give me an idea if you don't mind of one or two of your favorite content creations. Oh, that is an excellent question. Let me think here I I mean I will I will I get okay here's one my favorite one of my favorite ones is the I posted about a cardboard box and a package of golf tees and some toy hammers I laid them out for my boys it's one of our favorite activities because it's easy and I always have a cardboard box and we always have golf tees because we're a golf family and then (laughs) hammer away they hammer the golf tees into the box and it fulfills so many of the needs that a child that age has and uh, fulfills they're engaged and they are having a fabulous time and it's simple and it's easy. Uh, That was probably, that's one of my favorite. I love that. So simple. You're using a box, so you're not purchasing more materials. You're using golf tees, which you're golfing there around and a hammer. We all have at least one in a drawer somewhere in the yeah. house, ideally. So what a great activity. Yeah. And then I will also say, so it my that all of my posts started out that way. And then a sort of cardboard box balloons. We did, I have one where we balloon from a ribbon from the ceiling. And then we taped a square on the door behind it and the boys popped at the balloon to try to get it into the middle of a square. It was a very fun game. It actually sounds like a good party game too. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then over time on Instagram, I ran into all, I discovered in addition to all these wonderful expert resources on there, I also ran into so many fabulous small businesses and discovered this whole new world of play, Instagram and handmade toys by small businesses that I never otherwise would have heard of. I've always been a Target and Amazon person because I didn't, I just didn't know that all these things existed. And and so now I've also connected with, I'm a brand representative for, for a handful of small business toy makers and all of which are moms. They're small businesses run by moms and they are now my friends and I work with them to share their toys 
in play. So it's, I get to do a little bit of marketing for them in a sense, because, which I think is also wonderful because how are small businesses supposed to market? You know, they don't have commercials or pop-up ads. So to see, to get to see, to get to put their images and show everybody all the cool things that they offer for play is also really fun. So I, there's a company called Rula Moms Resin. She makes resin products, button and bug, makes in play inserts for the Ikea fly set table, which is a sensory table. So I show a lot. I also have a very uh, strong passion for sensory play. Um, so we do a lot of sensory, sensory play and sensory bins and all of these small businesses sort of make these creative toys or loose parts or things that you can use to create play activities for the, to engage and teach things to the little ones. I absolutely appreciate and value that you care about small businesses and helping, you know, other moms who have, I absolutely believe in that, who are working from home and doing crafting at home, maybe as a creative outlet, maybe as a means to make some extra money, maybe as both, right? And you're supporting them as well. So really multifaceted um, woman you are. So one more question for you. You're also a book review. Tell me a little bit about that hat that you wear. Yeah, so I am a book lover. Always have been. Used to sleep with mountains of books as a child. And now my two-year-old also does, which melts my heart. Mm. But I was an English teacher prior to becoming a, prior to becoming a mom, an English, uh, junior high English teacher. And I've always loved books. They are how I escape. They are how I relax. Um, they are how I learn. And I never imagined that I would be able to review a book for some, like that's a dream come true that I, for, uh, that, that authors are sending me their books and that I get to work with Familias Publishing to, to review some of their books. And honestly, it's a dream come true because it is everything, everything that I love. And so, for example, I, I have this book here in front of me. You got this mama by Liz Swenson. I think you talked with her on the podcast. Yes. I, that's such a precious book. I love that book. <laughs> so precious. I love it too. Um, and I'm, I'm obsessed with children's literature. I think it's so powerful. Uh, it's a powerful way to teach children, to connect with children. And I just love them because they're beautiful. All the, all the artwork and creative stories. And that's how, it's one of the ways that we keep things, keep things new in the house. You know, we go, we went to the library and got 70 books a couple of weeks ago. The limit is a hundred. 70 so books. We, oh my goodness. It took a few of us to get them out of there. But we, you know, the fresh stories, the, we learn new things together. We go, we travel the world together via stories because we can't actually do that right now. So I'm very passionate about that. And I, I love books. And that is, I, I can't imagine carrying that many books out of the, out of the library. Um, <laughs> well, now just, <laughs> so just a, a funny little question. Do you remember your favorite book as a child, if you had one? I just was reading my copy of King Bidgood in the bathtub to my son last night, which was one of my favorites as a child. What was it again? King Bidgood in the bathtub. Oh, okay. King in the bathtub. He won't, King Bidgood won't get out of the tub and nobody knows what to do. So 
Oh, spoiler so, alert. How does how do they get them out of the bathtub? They drain the tub. They pull the plug. <laughs> but the illustrations are beautiful. And I just remember that. I remember I remember reading that one with my parents a lot. That is a fabulous book. Okay, fabulous. Well, as we begin to wind up, are there maybe a few more things you'd like to share with our audience today? Yeah, so if I, uh, I have a list of, of my takeaways here, if I wanted to leave you with some thoughts, the first being that books and sensory play have been therapy for our family, and I'm sure could be therapy for a lot of other families in, in this time of life where we are all a little bit isolated and unsure of, you know, what's safe to do and what we should and shouldn't be doing with our kids. Books are, books and sensory play are a way to really engage them with the world in a, in a safe way at home. So you can travel the world in a book and you can provide them with some slime or some Play-Doh or some rice bins that let them get their hands in there and touch everything. They don't have to wear, they're in your home. They don't have to wear a mask. Mm. They don't have to wash their hands. They can touch, you know, just really get in there and touch all the things and pour all the things. And that can actually be really, really uh, therapeutic for everybody. Um, Excellent tip. And I so agree with you. Yeah. Secondly, I would want everybody to just be reminded that parenting was already hard and now we are pandemic parenting and it's a new level of hard and community is the way through that. In my opinion, we are isolated in a sense, but we can create community in creative ways and social media is, is a tool that we can use in a positive way. Brilliantly said. I love all of those. And, you know, especially that piece going back to community, right? That it is our community, our sense of belonging, our sense of being, you know, connected to others who are like-minded and like-spirited. That even if we are shut away in our houses a bit more than we'd like, knowing that we have our community that we can reach out to, whether it's Instagram or a text or a phone call, absolutely community as such a life-saving um, gift, isn't it? It is, it is. And we can, you know, each person can build it however fits their life best, whatever that looks like for, for each individual person. And I just really love how you have gone, whether it's the peanut app that you talked about or, you know, library books and finding comfort and joy and connection through library books, through creating your Instagram account, all of those things all came from a place of feeling isolated and alone and, you know, a fish out of water, so to speak, as a new mom. And you just, you just really stood up and you did what you needed to do so that you could find the connection and support that you needed and deserved. And so thank you for bringing that gift to other, other parents who might be feeling really lonely and, and isolated. So thank you. Now, Hannah, it has been such a joy talking to you. Where can our listeners find you? So I'm on Instagram and the handle is survival of the S-A-H-M, just stay at home mom. So survival of the S-H-A-M and, and I'll be there. And my, 
messages are open if anybody ever needs to talk or has questions or needs ideas about certain things. I live for that. So fun for me. So yes, I'll be there. Okay, so we have been talking with Hannah Lee, H-A-N-N-A-H, Lee, L-E-E, and she is survival of the stay-at-home mom. At least that's part of who she is. And (laughs) thank you again for being with us today. It has been such a joy. And as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. If you'd like more wonderful Familius content, be sure to visit us at Familius.com, where you will find our Habit Hub blog, as well as a spectacular selection of books for families. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do.